Tanya for Zion Tamils is the beginning of Yigeres HaTshuva, chapter 1. In the Altarebbe's structure of Tanya, the way we have it, is that the first part of Tanya is called Lakuta Yamarim, or Sefer Shalbeninim. The second part is Shaykh Ibamunah, and the third part is Yigeres HaTshuva. In the Sikh of the Friedrich Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe explains that these three correlate to the three sections of Shulchan Aruch. Seif Shalbein refers to Eir Chaim, Shaykh Abemun refers to Yeridei, and Yigeres HaTshuva refers to Eben Hazer. Eben Hazer discusses relationships between husband and a wife, and it discusses the concept of divorce. And likewise, in Yigeres HaTshuva, the whole concept of Yigeres HaTshuva is this concept of reconnecting with our source, reconnecting with our etzem, which refers to the Eivishter, and this is an idea of that till now, through our sins, we were in a state of girushin, in a state of divorce, so to speak, as the Pesach says, that through our sins, we were sent away, through the fact that we sinned, we know that sins, we've already explained in the earlier chapters of Sefer Shobaninim and Makut Yamarim, that the power of a sin is that it creates a dissonance and a disconnect between our relationship with Hashem, and al will explain this idea a lot more in chapter 6. And the power of tshuva is the power of reconnecting. Reconnecting back to our source, back to the source of our essence, which is united with the essence of the Yevishir in a state of achtus. And therefore, the al here lays out for us in these 12 powerful chapters the concept of tshuva, what tshuva really is, and how do we attain tshuva, how do we reach these ultimate levels of tshuva, and therefore, we could reconnect back to this level. A few points to recognize about the Gerasa is Number one, the, the way Chassidim say is that this Gerasa Tshuva was written for the Aveda of Hashkosa Zera, or Zera Latala. And the Zoyer has a statement which says that really the Aveda of Zera Latala cannot be um, rectified, there's no Tikkun. Al-Tarebbe, in, in these prakim, tries to outline how we could rectify the Aveda of Chathas Neurim, or Zeral however it's defined. And therefore, under certain points, we'll see that it's pretty clear that that's what Al-Tarebbe is alluding to. And later on, Al-Tarebbe actually says it quite explicitly. But that is sort of an undertone throughout these chapters. Another point is to recognize that again, Satshuva, is not really giving a process in how to do tshuva, but more understanding what is tshuva and what are we trying to accomplish. Later on in the later chapters, Al-Tarebbe does lay out to some extent somewhat of the process of doing tshuva and explains the two levels of tshuva, tshuva tato and tshuva yilo. But primarily the chapters are dealing with explaining what is the essence of tshuva and what exactly is being accomplished through tshuva. A third point is to recognize that Al Tarebbe here in these chapters, the first chapter he lays out to you what Chazal tells us about tshuva, and he refines for us the concept of tshuva. The next few chapters seems to be somewhat of a disconnect to the concept, where he just more or less deals with whether or not we fast these days, or we give tzedakah, and only till we get to chapter three and chapter four does the main thrust of the concept of tshuva and understanding our deeper DNA, so to speak, of Yudke Vovke, and how we create blemishes in our DNA, and therefore we have to, uh, we have to fix it and, 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 and be able to repair it, and how that process is accomplished through Tshuva. 
So in today's Tani, the Altarebbe brings us the Brisa, like similarly to beginning of Tanya and Sefer Shalbanim, he quotes Tanya, he quotes a Brisa, where there he quotes the Brisa about Mashpinus Tzadik. Here, the Altarebbe quotes the Brisa at the end of the Gemara Niuma, where it speaks about Shloisha Chaluki Kaporahim, that there are three different levels of Kapora. Kapora generally translated means atonement. More precisely, kapara means, as the Altaeva will explain, is a cleansing process. And the idea of cleansing is that the person gets impacted by the things that the person does, which are against God's wishes, and therefore it impacts the person on a soul level, on the level of nefesh. As the Apostle says, nefesh hachoitas, that the sin is on the level of the soul, maybe on the lower level of the soul, there's five levels of the soul, naran chai, so this is on the level of nefesh, but because you're doing something which is antithetical to one's neshama, antithetical to one's existence, so the concept of an avera creates a blemish within a person. We can understand this on a very basic level, is that if a person hurts themselves, if they take a knife, God forbid, and cuts themselves, so now they hurt their body. Now their body needs to heal. It needs to uh, provide, the, first of all, provide the security that the person doesn't bleed too much, and then heal the wound. And the deeper the cut, the more of a healing process is required. And likewise, on a psychological level, if a person offends another or does something harmful to another person on the mental, psychological, emotional level, and for that matter, if a person does something harmful to themselves on this level, there is a necessity to repair it because it creates a blemish, it creates a disconnect, and it creates a negative flow, a negative energy that if not brought under control, if not refined or, or fixed, could actually bring about a um, tremendous negativity. And that's the power of tshuva. So tshuva on the one hand, as Altarebbe will say, is a requirement regardless of the type of avera and the type of impact a person has caused themselves. Because that is the primary way of fixing, of reconnecting. The first and foremost is the reconnecting. The person has to be able to tap back into their inner self. When a person makes a mistake, the person, the person naturally feels disconnected to whatever they know to be true. So the first thing is a person has to reconnect back to that essence, that more pure state. But in addition to that, there's still that, that filth, that dirt, that, that gum that element of, of the unhealthiness that has been uh, nurtured or developed as a result of the actions or the thoughts or the speech that the person has done, and therefore there needs the union of kapara. There needs to be a cleansing, there needs to be a healing, uh, a way of getting rid of that blemish, that unhealthiness. So there's three types of kapara, but tshuvim kolachat, each one has to have a level of tshuva. And this is going to be the main thrust of the Parakim is dealing with the process of tshuva. There will be a discussion about kapara at the end of chapter 1 in tomorrow's year. But the main point of the Parakim is about tshuva. The Altarebbe explains to us the three different types of kapara, the difference between if a person doesn't do a mitzvah's asay, where there the Gemara says that he does tshuva, so then ein zoz mishamachamechlen loy, that the Ebesher forgives him right away. And Whereas a person violates a mitzvah's loyasase and does tshuva, so then tshuva itself is not sufficient. You need Yom Kippur to be mechaper. And then the Altarebbe brings the b'risa at the end of today's year, which discusses mitzvah's 
that have within it the death penalty, karis, etc. So there, even Yom Kippur is not sufficient, but you need Yisurim. You need some sort of deeper cleansing that which takes place, takes place through the process of Yisurim, which cleanses and does a proper kapara, proper cleansing. Al-Tareb in today's Tanya focuses on the first two a bit by asking a simple question. Seemingly, it seems from this price uh, that mitzvahs asay are not, uh, are not as powerful as mitzvahs loyasasay, that if one violates a mitzvahs asay, let's say a person forgets to say Kriyishma, so they didn't do a mitzvahs asay, so it's a simple tshuva. All you have to do is do tshuva, and that's it. Versus if a person violates a mitzvahs loyasasay, it requires not only tshuva, but it requires Yim Kippur. That means it requires a level of kapara. So how does that fit with the concept that we know that mitzvah asay is usually greater to the fact that the halacha says that a mitzvah asay is doicha mitzvah loisa asay. That if you have both a mitzvah asay coming at the same time with a mitzvah loisa asay, you fulfill the mitzvah asay and you override the mitzvah loisa asay. The classic example is if a person, if a person as a child has a has a teras on the mokim hamila, so the mitzvah sasei of doing the mila overrides the mitzvah loy of not cutting off the teras, the beheres. So that would seem that a mitzvah sasei is greater. So why is the tshuva, why is the repentance or the reconnecting seemingly easier? The Alter Rebbe says that's a that's a misunderstanding. It's not that the tshuva is easier. In fact, on the contrary. The tshuva doesn't really accomplish as much as when it comes to mitzvah say. And the reason is, is because when a person doesn't do a mitzvah say, what they essentially have caused is that the flow of energy, the positive flow of energy, the aura of Hashem that's supposed to come into the world has now not come into the world. As we know, every mitzvah that we do on a daily basis, like davening three times a day, putting on tefillin, etc., all of the mitzvahs, are constantly bringing down a new aura, a new light of God into the world. And when a person doesn't, bring, doesn't do the mitzvah, they're obstructing that aura from coming down. Now, doing it or promising to, from, there, from, from here on out to always do that mitzvah and never, forget, and never forgetting to do that mitzvah is a tshuva, as the Raman Paskans and Hochos tshuva. It's definitely a tshuva, but it's still not going to bring back the aura that was supposed to come down. So in a way, when a person violates the mitzvah's assay, he, in fact, doesn't have an ability to undo the mistake. The ur cannot come down. Versus if a person violated the mitzvah say, so essentially what has happened is that he's created a gam, he's created a blemish in his soul. And as a result of this blemish, there needs to be a cleansing. It created like this subconscious negative impact, negative flow. And therefore what's required is this cleansing. So. The tshuva is reconnecting, as we mentioned before. The kapara, which comes through Yom Kippur, is the cleansing. And the cleansing now wipes away whatever you've done before. It's like if you make your shirt dirty, you throw it into the laundry, you throw it into the washer, it cleans it up. So really, the mitzvah say is, is a full, complete um, kapara, cleansing, versus by the mitzvah say, you never actually make back, you can never make up that mistake. So in that sense, we see that actually Mitzvah Sasei is greater in both respects, both in the lack of fulfillment and both in the level of tshuvas, because we can't really fully bring back the, what we lost. And that's a, a depth of understanding in the Mitzvah Sasei, is that a Mitzvah Sasei, essentially when it comes to doing proactively positive things, we can never make up the opportunity we had to do something positive. 
If a person had the opportunity to do something and they're going to question and vacillate and be unsure, should they do it, should they not do it, one should always have in their mind the recognition that if they don't do it now, they're never going to be able to make it up. That's it, it's over. The time passed. And like we know, mitzvahs say are usually based on the time period. And that's it. Once the day passes, butler karbani, once the abrismani, lose the, the opportunity. Versus mitzvahs loisa say, true, you did something very wrong, but if you could reprogram yourself, you could undo it. You could undo the effect it had. In other words, a person could always undo past traumas. A person could undo all past negative things that have happened to them or they've caused to themselves. But the ability to do good, the ability to be proactive, and the, the moment you had to, to, to accomplish something positive and you let it go, that is much more, that's much more impactful. It, it affects them on a much deeper level and that's something that you'll never get back. So a person has to always be aware, as Al-Tarebbe says in today's Tanya, that a person should therefore never have this false assumption that there's any leniency because on the contrary, the Gemara tells us in the Yerushalmi Chagiga that the Abisha says, I'm willing to forgive all Averis, even as Avedazara, even though they have the, the Averis are attached with Christus and Mrs. Besson. But I'm bitl Talmud Torah, which is a mitzvah. I say that Amisha says I'm not, be, I'm not, I can't give up on. That's something that I will never be able to just be mevater. So you see the power of doing something positive and the necessity of trying to catch the moment of doing something positive, because that's something that can never be replaced. It says Al Torah Tanya b'Soif Yuma. The price at the end of the Gemara Yuma Daf Peivov says Shleishah Haluki Kaporahim. There are three kinds of Cleansing. There's a chuvah that is that's attached to each one. Overall, a person violates a mitzvah, and then this chuvah, so then immediately he's forgiven. Overall, if a person violates a mitzvah, and this chuvah, chuvah toil of Yom Kippur b'chaper, so the chuvah is hanging, so to speak, it's 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 waiting, it's contingent on the Yom Kippur coming and creating, providing the, the cleansing. Pirosh, so that's what it explains, even though regarding fulfilling mitzvah saseh, mitzvah saseh is gudel, is greater, because it could overwhelm and push away a loy saseh, that's because when you fulfill a mitzvah saseh, you're drawing down a great light in the world, so it overrides the loy saseh, because here you have an opportunity to do something good, so you see the power of doing something good could override, even if at the same moment there may be a negative impact, it's still more important to do the good thing. In other words, what's the depth of the halach of the din of mitzvah says, because you have an opportunity to do something good, you'll never be able to make up that opportunity, as Alter will say in a moment. You'll never be able to do it. Even with shuv and everything, you'll never be able to get back that time. Now, the loisa say that you're violating, so in truth, halacha, you may not be in real violation of the loisa say. It could be that not only is it doicha the loisa say, but it makes it as if there is no loisa say. That's a discussion in the Rishonim, was whether the loisa say was violated on any level whether it's only like tchuya or hutra type of thing. But either way, the point is, is that even if you want to say that there is still an element of the laissez say that was violated, that, that could always be made up. That could always be changed. That could always be rectified. That could always be refined. The impact of the laissez say. But the, the lack or the loss of the opportunity of mitzvah say can never be elevated. So again, the key of mitzvah say, ma'am shechoi v'shev v'elamasol yedmeres erin self-parachol v'meshkos v'zer v'ramach pikudin v'ramach explains that the 248 mitzvahs correlate the 248 limbs of the, of the king, in other words, that they're flowing, their energies that flow through our body, 
So in Atzilus, these energies flow through the world of Atzilus, and therefore, in order for the Olam Yainim to be able to receive Ur, they need us to do mitzvahs. When we do mitzvahs, we draw the energy like a person who eats, he brings energy, blood flow into the body, and therefore the Avarim could be alive and receive nutrients and, 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 and the, the, the hemoglobin, etc., that provides the oxygen for the person to be alive. Mitzvahs do the same thing. And therefore, the impact is powerful. The gamal nafshi not only does it impact them, meaning in our subconscious realm, but even on our nefesh alakis, that God commanded us with his, or sanctified us with his mitzvahs, that means he made us holy, that means he's elevated us through our mitzvahs, through the mitzvahs, we're sanctified, we're elevated through the ur, through the energy, through the light that's imbued at that time we do mitzvahs. And even though a person does shuvah, even though there is, in other words, there is a blemish that was a cause. In other words, there's two aspects in the mitzvah sase. There's the fact that you went against, God, went, went against God's rocks and Hashem wanted you to do this mitzvah and you didn't do the mitzvah. You didn't fulfill the, the will of the king, the, 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 the command of the king. So on that level, there's like an avera here. There's a loy sase. You didn't do the rotsen of Hashem. So like not listening to your parents, on the one hand, there's two factors. There's the fact that you didn't listen to them, you rebelled. On the other hand, you also lost the opportunity to do something good. So on the lost opportunity, that, the Altevah says, you're never able to undo that. The tshuva is only there to make up for, that, for, the, for the rebellion. For the rebelliousness, that's where the tshuva does. In other words, what are you reconnecting? is because you acted rebelliously. So it wasn't just that now you didn't bring on the but you actually did, went against God's rights. And on that level, that's where you have the tshuva. So the tshuva really is only taking care of the part that you rebelled against Abishur. But but on the essential impact of what happened by not doing the mitzvah, you can't fix it. As the Gemara tells us in Brachais, there's certain averis that cannot be fixed. And Zed, what does that refer to? If a person didn't say Krishna at night or in the morning, or wherever, davening the ashen is a matter even though now he makes a hachlot, he makes a, he makes, comes to the very deep recognition that he has to now keep on making sure to say Kriyashma properly. So he's done proper tshuva, as the Rama writes in Hilchas Tshuva. The tshuva won't help for this, to undo or to re, to be able to fix up the fact that he didn't bring down the or the time before. However, when one violates a loisase, so now he connects to an evil thing. There's a negative energy that he has been connected to. When you do alavera, so it's not just you didn't listen to Abish's will, or you went against Abish's ratzen. Also, you went against Abish's ratzen. So that's one element. You went against Abish's ratzen. So that shuva works. To go against Abish's ratzen, you sort of didn't listen. So it's like you're in a relationship. So if you don't listen to your spouse, so there's one element where there's just the fact that you didn't listen and therefore you need to make up, you need to make amends. But there's sometimes there's more than just you didn't listen. The thing you did actually impacted your soul, created a blemish. You now attach yourself to a negative behavior. You attach yourself to a negative energy. And that negative energy has now become part of you. It's like a person who was was always careful never to do certain things, let's say never to smoke a cigarette. And then they took the cigarette the one time. So all of a sudden, their brain has changed. Their relationship to the cigarette has changed. They have allowed themselves to, 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 to dabble into something that may be dangerous. And therefore, they're now wired in, with this negativity. They, and it's very hard to undo that, that experience, to undo that negative energy. And that's what the Altar says. You've attached yourself to the negative.
And therefore, so it doesn't just impact a person on a, on a physical level or even on a psychological level, but on the highest levels of the person's source, back in the Levushin, the Yitzvirus, the Asiyah. That there's the Levushin, which refers to the spheres, that from these Levushin, uh, I'm sorry, there's the Levushin, which are the Levush for the spheres, that these Levushin, are allowing the neshamas to come into man, and on that level there could be a blemish that's impactful. The, the nefesh part it becomes impacted, and therefore it's not enough for just doing shuvah. Therefore, there's no way of cleansing oneself and undoing that blemish of attachment to the negativity until yom kippur. Because of what's so unique about yom kippur? Because it says that the whole idea of the koyin gadol going into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on Yom Kippur is to purify, to cleanse the pers- the, the Kodesh, the elements of the person of the ho- highest levels from the Tumah, from the impurity and the sins that they accomplish. And Lefnei Hashem Tetar, Lefnei Hashem Daika. And this is accomplished Lefnei Hashem, which Lefnei Hashem refers to the Darka, even Hardin Shem Havai. In other words, you have to transcend the system in order to get rid of the blemish. It's not enough to work within the system because within the system, the blemish is very there. In other words, if you're going to try to fix yourself from within your current state, so then the blemish has already impacted, you're already, you're, you're already dulled your senses, you've already numbed some yourself, you're already attached to negative energy. So you have to attach yourself back to your original fetal state, so to speak, your real essence. And on your real essence, on that essence you could actually reprogram and get rid of this negative energy. And that's the power of Yom Kippur. It allows for a deep reprogramming and therefore a deep cleansing and removing all the blemishes, all the negative energies that we've attached ourselves through to throughout the year. So the one thing is the tshuva, which is getting rid of the fact that we rebelled against the Abishir. But then there's the other aspect, which is now we have to cleanse ourselves from the negative energy. Therefore, a person, we shouldn't learn from here, take out from here any leniency from this b'raise, you can't prove or think that there's anything lenient about a mitzvah, especially with Talmud Torah, when it comes to learning Torah. God, so to speak, is willing to give a mavater on the fact that a person violates Abed Zara, Avshin Krisus and Mrs. Bez, and even though they're attached with having punishments like karas and the death penalty, the Levita, however, God is not willing to give up or forgive so easily Abitul Talmud Why? Because again, the energy that could have been accomplished is not accomplished. So here, Dr. explains to us in depth the concept of Mrs. Sase versus Mrs. Loy Sase, and why the Mrs. Sase is always much more important and has a much greater impact. Then the Alter finishes off the third type of kapora that the price says, Avral Krisus and Mrs. Bezin, a person violated a type of Aver, that there's the punishment of the death penalty through the hands of Bezin or through Karis. So Chuvim Kippur Toil. And so here the Chuva and Yim Kippur are both dependent on the Yisurim, and Mark into the Yisurim will cleanse the person. The Alter says, Purish Goyim HaKapara. The Yisurim complete the Kapara. Yim Kippur is part of the Kapara, as we said. The Yim Kippur takes away some of the negative energy, but to fully get rid of the deep, a deep cleaning, you need to have the power of Yisurim. And so I'll explain in tomorrow's Tanya that the power of Yisurim is something which usually happens through the, naturally to the person, but a person could initiate on his own a way of sort of dealing with the Yisurim that he doesn't have to be as powerful. And the Altrebbe here explains, The concept of Kapora means to cleanse and to wash, to purify the soul. 
Kapara hiloshin kinuach, because the word kapara means to clean. To clean the dirt of the sin. So again, here you see it's a deep cleaning. Pasuk says that God says that with a stick, I will remember their sins, and with blemishes, their their iniquities. In other words, that the Abish says there is a necessity for Yisurim in certain cases. Atkan Loshna Brisa, this is the end of the quote of the Brisa. So here we have. The understanding of what's a mitzvah say, a mitzvah say, and the beginning of an understanding of the concept of the mitzvah of tshuva.